It's been a year of having to stay safe, staying at home during the coronavirus pandemic. All that time spent staring at the same four walls got many Canadians thinking. And while much of Canada's economy has seen no movement, lots of people have been moving. I'm Adam Toy. And I'm Dave McIver. And this is Why. At a time when so many industries have been slowed or shuttered, Canada's real estate industry has been surprisingly strong throughout the pandemic. Like the saying goes, there is no place like home. Rachel Younglai is a real estate reporter at The Globe and Mail and joins us. Thanks for your time, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Rachel, you recently had the cover story on a Saturday Globe and Mail about the real estate market in Canada during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, What did you find out about how house sales moved during the first year of the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, the most, I guess, uh surprising uh, thing that happened in real estate was after the uh, initial lockdown in March uh, 2020 uh, was the uh, the strength and um, the strength of the real estate market and how quickly it rebounded and um, and and how and how fast it's going right now I mean sales um, we had record sales across the country uh, last year we reached record prices uh, across the country um, many regions, um, many cities uh, also reached record sales and record prices. Um, and we saw the, the biggest shift that we saw was this uh, shift away uh, from condos and downtown condo living to, um, uh, to the suburbs um, and to semi-rural areas because uh, you know, people were just wanted bigger spaces. Um, they didn't want to uh, live in a condo anymore uh, when cities shut down and many cities are, are still um, not fully reopened, especially Toronto. We're still in lockdown. Um, uh, people didn't, didn't want to be in the city anymore. So uh, because of that, uh, we just saw this huge spike in prices and sales uh, in the suburbs uh, and, and in the cottage country in Ontario, mm-hmm. um, in Alberta, we saw um, uh, um, prices spiking in like areas that you, you wouldn't even expect, like an area called uh, Wabanon Lake. Before we get too f- much further into this uh, discussion, we there, uh, I feel like we should put out a bit of a caveat that that real estate, as much as we talk about it on a national scale, you would know this better than, better than I do. Real estate is very much a local thing, but it sounds almost like you are saying that there are that there have been some repeating patterns in, you know, urban centers across the country. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. It is very local. But um, if you looked at any of the major uh, cities, uh, if you looked at Toronto, Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, to some extent, Calgary and Edmonton, um, you did see that um, there was less demand for condos uh, and a huge increase uh, in demand for detached houses outside of the cities and in suburbs and in places uh, that you just wouldn't expect. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, we definitely saw that trend um, in, in the major cities across the country. Something we found interesting in your reporting is that uh, household mortgage debt has increased, but the household debt to income ratio has fallen. That seems to go against itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure it does. Um, well, I mean, okay, so uh, when the Bank of Canada cut interest rates uh, in March of 2020, uh, mortgage rates dropped dramatically. Um, and so people found it uh, a lot easier to borrow uh, um, borrow uh, to, to buy homes. 
and so that's why mortgage uh, debt went up. But at the same time, um, there was nothing to do. Um, there were travel restrictions. Um, there was no entertainment. Um, there were uh, restaurants were closed. A lot of restaurants couldn't um, remain open. Malls were closed. So then people had nowhere to spend their money. So um, they used um, the money that they would normally spend, say, on um, a vacation or even commuting. I forgot to uh, mention that. The commuting costs were went from uh, went to zero because people were uh, asked to stay at home. So all that money that they saved, they used to pay down debts like credit card debt and, or their um, a personal or their line of credit. So that's why um, um, uh, the debt to income ratio went down. Um, also, their debt servicing costs uh, also went down because it just, I mean, the cost of borrowing just went down. So, yeah, that was it's fascinating if you... Um, you, uh, the, the graph that we showed in in um, article I did, we show mar- mortgage debt going way up, and on all, all other types of debt, credit credit card debt going down. So yeah, it, that 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 was that, yeah, it's fascinating. The Bank of Canada, to my understanding, has always tr- kept an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is it, debt to earnings uh, and the amount of debt that Canadians carry because, uh, I mean, for decades uh, that has, um, it's it's been, uh, well, yeah, I, I think what was it, was the debt to... The the debt per, the yeah, debt the earning debt percentage income, was like yeah was, it, it was it was like one hundred and eighty percent almost right 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 exactly um, and that dropped um, to I think it was a fifteen year low um, uh, during the pandemic now it started to creep up again but yeah so the Bank of Canada monitors that it monitors the amount of household debt it monitors um, how much it costs to service your debt. Um, and yeah, so it, it, it keeps a close eye on, on all those measures uh, to make sure that Canadians can handle their debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so uh, the Bank of Canada uh, Governor uh, Tip Macram actually spoke to uh, the Chambers of Commerce, um, the Calgary and Edmonton Chambers of Commerce this week, and said that they were watching it um, and that, um, um, you know, obviously that, um, they were going to make sure that, that well, low interest rates means that, um, you know, households can um, um, can get strained if they take on too much debt. And so he said that they were going to monitor that. And of course, there were risks. Right. Because if people take on too much debt and they can't pay that off, then they, of course, go into default. Um, Rachel, how big is the housing sector in Canada's economy? It's, it's very big. I mean, it's if you if you include construction uh, um, and, and building, um, I've, I've I've seen some measurements, um, you know, upwards of ten percent. So it's 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 a very large part of the economy. Wow, that's yeah. that's bigger than the energy industry, if I if if I recall correctly. I suppose it depends on how you measure it, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's significant. Um, Mm-hmm. Tell me about how I mean you're in Toronto, and there's a couple of things in in the in that area that I find fascinating. One is that for as long about as long as I can remember, um, condos going up in downtown Toronto were a major. Um, it, they, it, it was significantly changing uh, not only the look of the downtown, but also mm-hmm. the uh, uh, how, how the housing market uh, was was. Um, how it acted, and, and, and uh, how has these 
COVID changes or the changes during the pandemic that you found, this fleeing of downtown, how has that affected uh, Toronto's condo market specifically? Mm-hmm. Well, in the city, uh, we what happened was uh, condo uh, more people were putting their condos up for sale and there was less demand there were fewer buyers for those condos um and so because of that i guess mismatch in supply and demand um more supplies and demand um prices started to come down and we really started to see that um in the fall i think prices started flattening in the fall um and then dropped um in november december and january so we don't know um what february looks like yet Mm -hmm. but it it probably is a a little bit more of the same so recently we have seen sales pick up um for condos um the other side of the condo story is um the condo rental market so uh a lot of uh people who bought condos uh, didn't buy them to live in them. They bought them as investment properties um, and they bought them to rent them out, which was very easy to do in Toronto for a very long time because uh, there's just so many people moving to Toronto. There's so, there's, we have um, a number of post-secondary schools. We have uh, colleges. We have universities. Um, and so there just was this huge pool of renters. Um, and um, and when the borders closed or were, were were restricted and post-secondary schools went virtual, it meant that people, students um, and others who would normally come here didn't have to come here or didn't come here anymore. Um, and so rental rates went down uh, quite a bit, uh, and and um, and vacancies went up. So that is that's what's been happening in the Toronto condo market. So, Rachel, you were saying that Toronto's condo market has gone soft. What happened down the road in Hamilton? Yeah, so Hamilton has always been a place, not always, but for the past few years, or at least the past 10 years, it's been a place where people would buy, or or first-time homebuyers or Trotonians um, would buy houses there because it's just so much cheaper than Toronto. Uh, And... It, it, it was considered an affordable place um, uh, to 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 find a property, um, and and now it, it's it's less so because prices have gone up so much there. Um, just like many of the other uh, commuter cities, uh, it's it, it just the, the prices have jumped quite a bit. So I think the latest um, number latest. A home price index was showing that it was above seven hundred thousand for a detached house, which is is high and hard. Um, that's that's hard to find a, a down um, to save up to um, uh, save up your down payment to uh, mm-hmm. buy a house in Hamilton. So yeah, uh, Hamilton has become less affordable. Um, there was um, a National Bank of Canada report that came out that showed that. Um, the number of months that it would take to save up for a down payment has increased, I think, to over 60 months from around 50 months um, uh, you know, a year ago, um, and that it costs more. Um, you were spending more of your household income to pay to make monthly mortgage payments. So Hamilton is becoming less affordable. But you know, you could say the same about many suburbs surrounding Toronto that they are not affordable. 
uh, anymore because the house prices have increased so much. Yeah, it's it's funny because I remember hearing um, pre-pandemic stories about how uh, Hamilton was becoming a bit of a, a yeah. hub for artists to live in and, yeah. and people yeah. to, yeah. to uh, the city was seeing a bit of a renaissance because of mm-hmm. um, people, you know, finding a more affordable mm-hmm. places to live. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, th- that's I mean, you, you spoke about this a little bit earlier, but there was a, a, a bigger rush to the countryside, too. If it's mm-hmm. um, uh, you mentioned Lake Wabaman in, in Alberta, there's, you know, cottage country and throughout a. Uh, you know, parts of Ontario um, that are a bit further afield from the suburbs. What's like, how has that, how has this, this pandemic um, affected those areas specifically? Yeah. I mean, that is the most, yeah. I mean, as much as the suburbs have seen a huge increase in prices, the uh, cottage country and the semi-rural areas and vacation areas have just like, those prices have just exploded. I mean, if you look at what happened in um, cottage country in Ontario um, or uh, smaller uh, places like Prince Edward County, places where people go to, for a vacation or have um, second properties, like those prices were up 30% year wow. over year, which is huge. Yeah, so I, I spoke to the mayor of, of Prince Edward County, and he was saying that there was just like so many people coming from the city. Um, they were seeing the place of the... Um, you know, they could do their, they could work from, if, if you could work from home, um, if you are asked to work from home and you can work from home, then why not do it um, in this beautiful setting surrounded by water and, and, and sandy beaches? Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there that happened um, in Prince Edward County. It happened in Kawartha Lakes. Um, it happened um, in um, Muskoka. Um, Lakelands uh, happened in um, in in Quebec and the eastern townships. Uh, so yeah, I mean there's a huge increase in prices, huge demand, and very few property properties up for sale. When you're talking about huge demand for both the suburban and then semi-rural and vacation spots, were you able to speak to some people who were buying or in the market to buy these things, and what were their motivations? No, I didn't. I was not able to speak to home buyers. I spoke to realtor, realtors. Yeah, what did they say? Yeah, and and they said that. That um, you know, similar to what the mayor was saying, that they wanted a, a larger property, they wanted a home office, uh, they wanted to have um, outdoor, more outdoor space, um, and they they saw remote work or um, tele- telework as, as, as a permanent, mm-hmm. um, and they just they, they they wanted more room, and and th- that was the reason. And also, I think the pandemic um, kind of drove point uh, drove home the point that. Um, they wanted to enjoy their life more, and so they—that's why, partially, why they moved to a place that, that was beautiful, like Prince Edward County. Some pretty major relocations that that Canadians have been doing, not just from you know the downtown to you know say uh, uh, the countryside, but like mm-hmm. different provinces, and especially mm-hmm. Atlantic Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That seems to me uh, surprising. Yes, it is. It is surprising, uh, and when you speak to people in in Atlantic Canada, um, they were also surprised by the uh, huge um, uh, jump in sales and prices. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's again like housing is so much cheaper uh, in in Atlantic Canada and. Um, if you're someone from Toronto or even someone from Calgary, I mean, if you compare house prices, it's just 
much cheaper um, in Halifax or St. John's or um, uh, or Fredericton. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that this whole that the the working from home and that combined with low interest rates and um, and and the, this this desire for bigger properties just really pushed people to um, places that you would not expect people to go. I'm sure you've seen the survey that came out since your piece was published, the survey from Royal LePage, which admittedly has a bit of a vested interest in this, but their survey showed uh, that a quarter of Canadian homeowners aged 25 to 35 purchased their home during the pandemic. How does that add to the story of the housing market during this pandemic for you? Yeah, that was an interesting survey. Um, um, and I think they also suggested that it was easier to get into the market, but I would say that it was only easy um, in April, April and May when prices dipped a little bit, because then after that it was just very, very competitive. But yeah, it does speak to the um, ease of uh, the ease of getting loans, um, the, the ease of borrowing, and the cost of borrowing. Um, I mean, it just it's just so cheap to get a mortgage right now. I mean. The five of the five year fixed mortgage, um, which is the most popular type of mortgage that Canadians, the type of mortgage that Canadians seem to take out the most, um, it's below two percent. It's just so that is just a record low. So I mean, I think it speaks to just the ease of borrowing. So in your mind, I guess that comes to to, to the big question: Is this a temporary change, or is this like a structural change that? That, that the real estate market is, is seeing? I don't know. That's really hard to say. I mean, uh, the, the, one of the economists from CEMHC, the housing agency, uh, was saying that, you know, that that's such an unknown right now because we don't know if, uh, if companies are going to require their staff to come back to the office. Um, we don't know like how permanent uh, working from home is going to be. Uh, we all... We, we all think that it's going to be uh, a bit more flexible, but will will we see a shift back towards towards city centers? I don't know. I I, I really don't know. With spring and summer coming, spring typically being a high activity time in real estate, what are you looking for in the coming months? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be looking at um, inventory, um, property listings, and um, again, just following where the biggest price increases are happening because the a, a, a big price increase really suggests that there is uh, like huge competition and very little supply. This is Why is produced by me, Dave McIver, and Adam Toy. It's a national radio show and a podcast. You can reach us by email, thisiswhy at globalnews.ca and on Twitter at thisiswhy. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, make sure you subscribe to This Is Why so you never miss an episode. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. Thanks for listening. Wash your hands, wear a mask, and stay home. We'll see you soon.